1: Let's go hour number two on a Monday as we get May started. And as weird as it sounds, they're about to get baseball started in Fort Worth. It's Chad and Zay on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Uh, we're going to talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas coming right up, but we have talked draft reaction, the Longhorns that were drafted, Cowboys, Texans. What did you think of those drafts? Uh, we started with the UT men's hoops updates. Ron Holland we knew was uh, had decommitted from Texas and uh, changed his mind and was trying to figure out where to go. Today we have a little more indication there. It might be a G League route. It might be Arkansas. And then Arterio Morris picking Kansas. That one has to sting if you are a Longhorn basketball fan. So we've hit all that NBA stuff, Golden State, and the Lakers in that matchup coming up tomorrow. We'll get into some of those other series discussions and, as I mentioned, Texas baseball just about to get started in Fort Worth. The game is over on 1260 and 1019. And a name Texas baseball fans have been wanting to hear, they're going to hear it today, and that name is Tanner Witt. Let's talk about all of it. Here's another name you like to hear. It's the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, bringing you Joe Cook of Inside Texas and on3.com, uh, at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. He's ready for that Monday baseball game. What's up, Joe?
2: Not a whole lot guys. I, I got it on my T V and my uh my room, slash office, slash home base. So I'm I'm ready to watch uh Tanner Witt just as much as probably all the all the scouts that made their way to Fort Worth to to see him pitch for the first time
1: this year. Yeah, the good news just gets even better. Let's start with that right there. Obviously, if you're a Texas baseball fan, good news you've already won this series. You'd love a sweep, but you've already won it. And then the extra good news of Tanner Witt. What do you expect? I know I've heard Coach Pierce talking about kind of how he's been doing and how he's progressing. Do we expect... you know what what are you looking for in terms of do they bring him back and you know is it a pitch count situation for him is it an innings number of, uh, you know number of innings situation you think what do you think we'll see
2: yeah so they they gave him the start so he doesn't have to you know go and hear the phone ring in the third inning and be told okay time to get ready now they gave him the start so he has a process and uh, is able to prepare like he would for a start and be able to warm up as much as he needs to, uh, to face the Horn Frogs here in game three. You know, I, I think going back what, uh, Coach Pierce told, whether it was Craig or whether it was b and E, I I think he may have said something around 15 to 20 pitches. That's probably what I'm expecting. I would, I, I think you're only going to see an inning out of him and whoever is, uh, going to be following him up. I wouldn't be surprised if he's warming up as Tanner Witt takes the mound uh, in the first inning. So uh, you just want to see him, you know, be able to overcome some of the jitters. Uh, this is his first start, even though he's the first-team All-Big-12 guy. You know, it is your first start in a game after Tommy John surgery, and no matter how m- much these guys have have worked to, to trust their elbow and trust the procedure and trust the rehab, there's always going to be a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of hesitance. And I think Wood will be able to overcome that. I think once he throws a couple, I think the bullpen sessions uh, throughout the course of the past couple of weeks have gone a long way in in helping to overcome that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does uh, over in in Fort Worth. And uh, i have it on and I'm ready to see it happen. You
0: know, Joe, coming off of that, Getting swept by Oklahoma, which was absolutely brutal. Winning this series in Fort Worth, that's big time. And obviously, Tanner Witt, that's going to be the headline today. But just winning the way they did. We saw Porter Brown throw out at the end to win the game yesterday. And then now, moving forward, what do you like as the season starts to wind down?
2: This team is still in position uh, to compete for the Big 12. Uh, That's that's the big deal. I think they're a half game back. You know, with this Monday game going on, Uh, everybody else that they're uh, a half game back of. uh, I think that they are 11 and seven, and Texas is 10 and seven. So they need that one more game to finish uh, uh, to figure things out. Uh, West Virginia is 11 and four. Uh, You have to look at the good things that both Lucas Gordon and then LeBaron Johnson were able to do uh, for the for the uh, or on the mound. Uh, these past couple days. Uh, Lucas Gordon was great as usual. Uh, eight innings. Uh, I found it interesting. I didn't know this. You know, wins and losses can only say so much. Uh, but still, Lucas Gordon has to, yet to be credited with a loss this year. Mm. Picked up his fifth win on Saturday. And then LeBaron Johnson, I mean, you know, when he's good, he's as good as there, are, as there can be in the entire country. I think he went four of his 6.1 innings. He didn't even allow a base runner. Uh, two hits total, a lot of shutouts. So, uh, it, it's just a good way, like you mentioned, for, for Texas to get back on track. Um, record-wise, TCU a little bit better than OU. OU's been playing well of late. TCU hasn't, but, uh, you get the results that you need, uh, in Fort Worth. And, you know, as we're, we're watching right now, uh, Texas is trying to get that sweep. So,
1: Joe, just kind of staying on that because I thought the LeBaron performance was really impressive. For you, in Coach Pierce's perfect world, would he love Tanner Witt to become a true starter again, and then use LeBaron Johnson as just kind of an ultimate weapon when he needs it? Or do you think Johnson ultimately finds a starter, a starting spot as well?
2: I mean, it's hard to keep a guy who can, you know, throw six innings like that out of the rotation, and uh, I, I think that. We've seen LeBaron Johnson maybe go in back-to-back days or something like that and not not be as effective. Um, I think that at this point, if he's going to go out there and give you three times through the order uh, a Power 5 lineup of of baseball like that, we saw it against TCU, we saw it against LSU, I I don't know how you keep him out of the rotation, especially considering all the different issues you've had, whether it be Travis Staley, Nate Morehouse, you know, they tried D.J. Burke. Uh, they, they're trying everybody at those starting spots on Saturday and Sunday uh, behind Lucas Gordon, and they haven't found someone to give them the consistency they need. So um, I I feel like we've been waiting on LeBaron Johnson to be given a starting role, uh, but it still hasn't happened yet. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen as far as Wit goes, because I think you're still working him up, you know, very, very gradually as we're uh, – I think the Horns are about to be on the board with the – Garrett Gillamette two run shots. So. Oh, look at that. Right. Look at a little updated play by play from go. Joe Cook. Well done. There you go on that front. So um Gillamette happy round at third base. But but still, <laughs> I, I think that you have to really consider uh LeBaron for one of those starting rotation spots and in with wit. Um you, you you just take what you can get from him. I, I think he'll work his way up to maybe like two or three innings. Uh, In the next couple weeks, um, if he becomes a starter, like a five-inning, six-inning starter, that'd be, you know, awesome. But uh, it's, it's hard to know where he's going to be, especially with about, you know, a month left in the regular season.
0: Joe, with the draft wrapping up, we see a lot of horns getting drafted. The ones that we thought were going to get drafted all did, all five, and then a couple of guys, Sina and Anthony Cook and Deshaun Jameson. But let's start with Bijan Robinson in 2023 for a running back to go top ten and go eight like he did is absolutely phenomenal. It shows the type of player he is, but also the type of person he is. Do you like this? What with what the Atlanta Hawks did getting Bijan? Do you like it?
2: Yeah, I feel really, really happy that Bijan's going to be always considered a, a top ten pick, and and he deserved it despite being a running back in the way that teams think about the running back position. And and I think one of the, the the aspects you can look at is think about who the Falcons had on their roster. I mean, they obviously have Desmond Ritter there at quarterback. That's who they're going to go with. Uh, they have um, Drake London from USC. Kyle Pitts, you know that's a lot of early round talent, with the exception of Ritter, uh, that they've been really, really excited about. And to think that in the backfield they have Cordell Patterson, they have Tyler Algiers, and those are two guys that I think combined for about 1600, 1700 rushing yards last year. They still say, you know what, Bijan is so good that we're going to trust our evaluation and take him because they don't want to be playing him, and you know, in the division. I think that says a lot about. Uh, just how good of a prospect Bijan is, and um, should be a lot of fun within that offense. Uh, you know, I think uh, uh, Art uh, Blank—I forget the, the owner's first name—but Blank has some connections to UT. I think he helped with like a speech disorder center over at the university at the Moody College. And I mm-hmm. wonder, wonder if maybe that was in the back of his mind when making that pick. But I know Arthur Smith, uh, you know, is a big, big on you know making sure that there's a run game to to support the offense and. Uh, Bijan can can definitely help them out, but if you look at their post draft comments, you know they they understand that's someone who's going to be uh, more than just a running back. That's someone who's going to be able to help in the pass game, help in a lot of different aspects, and join the rest of that that offense and. Uh, be able to threaten and be good weapons for Desmond Ritter.
1: Yeah, and that uh, that blank is Arthur as well. I suppose they're both Arthur there, Arthur Blank. Uh, and obviously, you know, Zay said Hawks. He, he meant Falcons. Zay, in
0: basketball mode. No, it's my okay. bad Joe. No,
1: and then the reason you said that probably is there is a rider now in Trey Young's contract. He's not allowed. <laughs> Bijan's not allowed to be within 50 feet of him because the hair will make him his hair look so bad. Yo, Trey Young, they take gotta, some notes. Take oh. some notes. That's a real hair. Do <laughs> right. <gotta> there. <laughs> There. They gotta stay away from each other because uh, Bijan's gonna make him look bad on the hair front. Uh, Joe, as far as some uh, the other Longhorns drafted, obviously Overshown, uh, J- Ro- Roshan Johnson, Coburn, and Ojimo all end up with new homes. Did any of those four picks really jump out to you? Uh, which one? Which one kind of stands out?
2: You know, I was a little surprised. I'll go with the the very back. I, I was really shocked that Ojemo fell to the seventh round. Um, I thought that he was someone that had played in enough schemes and, and done enough, uh, at least at his professional position. I think, which he played this year, I think that he had done enough to warrant being picked a little bit earlier than that. Um, and so, uh, and, and you know, he'll he'll be going through a really great situation. I feel like where uh, Philadelphia will have the the patience to develop him uh, behind a really good. Defensive line, but I thought that was someone considering the way that uh, the NFL looks and his skill set that you know he would have been able to maybe find a a, a home uh, in an earlier round. But I'm just happy he got picked. Um, I think to Marvin Overshown to the Cowboys, you know that's that's a dream come true for him. Uh, it's probably a little bit of a dream come true for uh, Dan Quinn uh, and, and that defensive staff as they have someone who. They draft him and they just say, "Hey, see that number eleven guy? Just go do what he does. <laughs> yeah, right. There's your example. Go, go, go! Follow that lead, and you'll have a pretty good career. And I, I'm really glad for them. Glad for everybody. And uh, I think we're going to see, you know, Roshan Johnson be able to compete for carries right away. Bijan should have carries right away. Keandre Coburn, uh, I'll, I, I can't put it any better than what Rod does, and that you need a plunger, you need a run stuffer. Uh, So I'll just go ahead and give him that line right there. And just really happy for the Horns and and happy for Anthony Cook and Deshaun Jameson as well to have found a home as undrafted free agents.
0: Joe, what do you think about the Texans' picks? Obviously, number two, C.J. Stroud, but they kind of shocked the whole NFL world when they went up and got Will Anderson right at three. They gave up a lot for him, but they got two big-time players on both sides. What do you think about the Texans?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I, I forgot who I saw post it this way, um, but I think if you look at it like this, the Texans didn't trade up to get Will Anderson. Just just bear with me. They didn't trade up to get Will Anderson. They traded up to make sure they could get both Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. You know, mm-hmm. if they had let maybe if they had picked Anderson at two, and and teams started to figure out. That they had picked Anderson, or that they were going to pick Anderson at two, you know, maybe then Arizona starts fielding some more calls and the opportunity to get, uh, you know, Stroud, then slips away as a result of that. So um, all in all, I, I'm a little bit, you know, curious as the process because they did give up a fair amount of picks in order to do that, but I'm fine with the result because at a certain point you got to start trying to win like you've tanked for however many years it's time to start trying to go for it so you get a you know cornerstone of your franchise and your quarterback uh you know you, you hope that he does is able to live up to what you want even though you squandered the opportunity at the number one overall pick and then you address another need right away in getting will anderson who may have been one of the best defensive players in college football this year well probably was and was one of the best uh, pass rushers in the draft. So I'm really pleased. I think overall, not only are they addressing needs with, with really good players, but they're they're starting to show signs that they have going to start winning finally. And if, I think if they've done some stuff that kind of indicated that, hey, you know what, we're going to try and wait on Caleb Williams. They could have lost more of that fan base. Now they've got some, uh, some reasons. In uh, a rookie quarterback and a rookie pass rusher, as well as some other good picks, uh, Henry Toto. Uh, I like that. Just Alabama linebackers are always a good call, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, got uh, Tank Dell from from U of H, and like that pick to to go along with some of the the veteran pieces that they added. Um, so I, I'm I'm really pleased with what the Texans look like. And man, maybe may uh, maybe I'm my Sundays are going to be a little bit busy this year. I'll actually take the time to try and watch them as opposed to absorbing everything and being a a fantasy uh, absorber like I was last year.
0: Joe, unfortunately, got to ask you about basketball. From Arterio Morris transferring to Kansas to Ron Holland decommitting, I know it's been a tough weekend for Rodney, Terry, and crew. What did you hear, and where do you think that this coaching staff is going to go forward? Or how do you think this coaching staff is going to go forward?
2: Yeah, as far as as Arterio goes, um, I, I I do wonder what type of role he's going to have at Kansas. Uh, granted, I don't know a whole lot about their current high school class or their or their transfer class, uh, but I guess he thinks that the the motion offense that Bill Self runs and and those uh, the surrounding pieces up there in Lawrence uh, would give him a better opportunity to showcase his talents and. The ones in Austin. Um, uh, yeah, so he's going to he's gonna have to prove a lot about himself up there. Uh, as far as Ron Holland goes, that that's a loss, no matter how you cut it. Like that's a player who um, I, I see there's a, a notion among maybe Texas, uh, you know, maybe among Texas fans, just to abandon going after five stars because it's like, oh, they're all five stars. Oh, you know, it's just another. I think Ron Holland may be a little bit different in what his skill set is, uh, a little bit more of a scoring, a little bit more of a basketball player at this point than a lot of the guys who are just athletes who were on the basketball court and needed that skill to be developed. So, um, I think he's a lot, not sure exactly what his, uh, final uh, decision is going to be. Part of me wonders, you know, if, uh, if teams, if, even if with the, the letter of intent, part of me wonders if team stayed, uh, stayed after him at some point. But um, now that we're going to see him out of his letter of intent, he'll be able to talk to whoever he wants, whether it be a professional league, whether it be a school, uh, whether it be, I don't know, who else the other options are. So all in all, big loss, and that just only makes the, the need to, to grab difference makers out of the portal so much greater for Rodney Terry and company heading into the, the upcoming season. Luckily, they do have some targets, uh, whether it be from UTEP, whether it be from UT Arlington uh, for getting one more. But there are some guys they can talk to, but I don't know if any of them, even in the aggregate, are going to be like Ron Holland.
1: That is Joe Cook. Check out Inside Texas on 3com And if you want to give him a follow, at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Joe, we'll let, uh, let you get back to that Longhorn baseball game. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
2: Awesome, guys. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Joe. Uh, he mentioned uh, Tanner Witt maybe being on a fifteen to twenty pitch count. I'm seeing the pitch count up to sixteen right now for Tanner Witt. And as Joe told you, it is a two. It was a two nothing game for Texas. They put a two spot up with the Gilmet homer, and they have now given up a run. Uh, looks like an RBI double given up by Witt on that sixteenth pitch uh, brings the first run in for TCU. So it's two one Texas. They are in the bottom of the first, and sometimes it can happen in that third game when you've used some of your pitching that we could see a high-scoring game so far. There are runs on the board. Again, Tanner Witt getting the start, but he's probably going to be out pretty quick. They're just trying to bring this back slowly, Zay. They've seen a lot of good things, but obviously you don't want to overwork him.
0: Yeah, and he's going to have his ups and downs. I'm not surprised that he's already given up a run. I know he has a little bit of nerves there. Not because he's scared, he just (laughs) wants to do a good job. And I know you know he might second-guess some things, like Joe said, but once he gets into that groove, he'll be fine.
1: All right, uh, coming up, let's get you a Flex segment. The Deuce is going to be loose in Dallas. We'll talk about that pick. Mathis is going to Hollywood. Local guys getting drafted in the NFL. That's what Flex is all about. We'll tell you more about it on the horn. Chad and say,
0: once that you've decided on a killing, first you make a stone of your heart, and if you find that your hands are still willing, then you can turn a murder into art.
1: Well, there's only one man that sings like that. So it's either Sting or The Police. I'll guess Sting? The Police. Oh, all right. It's the band itself. What's the song? Murder by Numbers. Never saw The Police live. I wish I'd seen this band live back in the day. In their heyday. Just a really good technical band. But then his voice is so unique. Nobody, nobody sings like that guy. He's he's out on tour this year, I think. He's going out with, like, one last run of I'm going to play all these songs y'all love kind of a thing. By himself? Oh, yeah. Sting's been doing big-time solo tours for years.
0: That's unfortunate. What happened to the homies?
1: Uh, It's been a long time since the police have toured as the police. They broke up, and police fans could help me here. I'll just conservatively say, certainly by 1990, they weren't a band anymore. What happened, though? I don't know. I've not seen that documentary. I can't tell you. I think they were super talented and all of them were super smart, and I think that might have worked against them a little bit. Okay. <laughs> they were talented as hell, though. I mean, even Beyonce realized,
0: yo, I can't do that with uselessness sisters no more.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's the way it was. And, man, Sting is, yeah, he does monster solo shows as well. And I've never seen him as a solo artist either. The Police, ZZ Top, and Eric Clapton have started us off today. Um, the start for Texas baseball looked good. 2-0 on the Gil Homer, but TCU answered with 3 in that first inning. So, coming, Damn. man, coming out of the first, and things are already uh, have already gotten going there. Uh, and as we told you, you had uh, Tanner Witt with the start, and they are definitely going to have him. Um, if they weren't already looking at kind of a pitch count situation, I would guess that might be it for him. He was at 16 pitches right before those last two runs came in. I don't know where it ended. Texas is now coming to bat. Um, And, again, that's over on 1260 and 1019. So 3-2 TCU as they head to the second inning. All right, let's get into the Flex segment. We'll tell you about a couple Flex guys that are headed to the NFL. Flex ATX, for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouthguard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, uh, now let's see what Mike McCarthy has in mind for Deuce. Vaughn. Cowboys in the uh what was that? The sixth round, right? Pick 212 technically. End up with Deuce Vaughn. And uh there were a lot of cool videos that came out of the draft, but Zay, I'm not sure, for me at least, if any of them were any cooler than Chris Vaughn, his dad, starting to cry when he realizes they're about to take Deuce in the sixth round. That was awesome.
0: Hey, buddy, want to come to work with me next week? Like, the way he phrased that just makes you tear up. Ooh,
1: that's too good. It it was a
0: beautiful moment, and shout-out to Jerry and Steven for realizing that, no, it just ain't no family affairs because this guy is nice. This guy, these last three years at Kansas State, was making guys miss, was running in between the tackles. We talk about his size and stuff. Colin Klein ran him in between the tackles. Yes, he did. And he did well. We know that we were second team all Big 12. He gutted us a little bit. Deuce Vaughn is for real. And, no, he won't be able to take 20 carries a game, especially for, you know, a length of an 18-game season. But there's going to be spots you could put him in the game and get the ball in his hands, whether that's on special teams, third down plays, gadget plays, etc. You gotta put the ball in that guy's hands because he's gonna make things happen. I think this is a great gift
1: for the Cowboys. So here's a question as I'm just pulling up a depth chart. Do they still have Turpin? Do they still have Cavante Turpin? I don't know. That's one I'm not uh That's a good question. It just kind of made me think of it as I'm thinking of where he can fit in. Yeah, he's still listed as punt return and kick return. Do you think about Deuce Vaughn, you know, in that in that role at all. Uh, right now, obviously, you would see him listed as the fourth-string running back. Can't wait to see how Mike McCarthy uses him. I said it earlier, it's hard to tell Cowboys fans to be patient, certainly when they feel like a window is available and may be closing if they don't you know, catch their opportunities. But we just don't know what he's like as a play caller. And in, in this situation, a play caller without Aaron Rodgers. So what does it look like? And you're talking about Pollard, Davis, Jones, and Vaughn. The mixture of those guys is interesting. But each individual guy, the only one of those four, Zay, I mean really the only of those four that I could think you might be able to hand the ball to a lot, I guess it might be Jones or Davis in the perfect situation. But we know Pollard can take on some workload. Yeah. We know Pollard can take on like a – to me, it's 15 to 18 touches, and then kind of see where you are, and they're going to mix up the rest. I hope Deuce Vaughn, obviously I hope Deuce Vaughn, has a major impact with the Cowboys. He is a tough guy for defenses to find. We know that. But now you take this – Just hopefully, not that he needs to get in touch with him, but now that he is making this move, I would have extra conversations with Darren Sproles about, all right, now, it's not about the college version. Now let's go to the pro version. How did you survive? How did you thrive? What did you what's the niche? And then just see if you can pattern yourself after whatever he will tell you cuz that's the ultimate goal for somebody his size.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, Chad, I've been thinking lately. You talk about Big Mike and what how we don't know how he'll he'll approach this upcoming season with the play calling because he already said he wants to run the ball more. But motivation is something special. And I don't know if he said that to get in Dak Prescott's head, like, yo, bro, 17 interceptions last year, unacceptable. So I'm going to throw this out there just to say we going to run the football more. And Dak's over here like, I don't really want to do that. I might want to throw it. I'll, maybe you're saying this because you're lacking confidence in me. So I'm going to go out and work. I'm going to go out here and bust my ass on film and do even more mm. to set myself up for success when the season comes around. Not, not not saying that Mike's not trying to run the football this year, but with what we see, that statement isn't as accurate or as sexy as it was if B. John Robinson fell in their lap. I agree. Or even
1: Jameer Gibbs. But they got, Ro- got Roshan? Yeah, even Rojo. Ro- Rojo's a, a you know bigger back, more well-rounded. He'd be the guy to me. He'd be a run-the-damn-ball kind of a back. Yeah, with all due respect to what Deuce Vaughn is, that's not what it. That's not what I feel when you take Deuce Vaughn. It's a cool idea. It really is, and you got the family aspect we just talked about. But that does not speak to we're just gonna run the damn ball. That's not who Deuce Vaughn is. Yeah,
0: I think Big Mike was just pushing buttons. I, it makes me think that he's just pushing buttons, trying to give Dak Prescott extra motivation to come into the season as locked in as focused as he's ever been, because <sighs> that window is closing. Yeah. Like they better start winning now because a lot of money's due to a lot of You're guys right. that have are still on this rookie contract that Jerry and Steven and the org- organization is benefiting on. And that's not gonna, you know, <laughs> that ain't gonna last. Not being able to pay Michael Parsons and CD Lamb, mm-hmm. that ain't gonna last. So <laughs> you gotta take advantage now. And see what happens. So I, yeah, I, I want to be mad at Mike for pressing that buns. Like, yo, we gonna run the ball. Cause if if you know Dak Prescott, if that would piss him off, cause that would piss me off. If I had a really bad season, led the league in interceptions, and my coach wants to change it up because of that. When I have confidence in myself to push the ball down the field, and I'm getting paid this top tier one money, that that grind my gears a little bit if I'm Dak. So. I'm not saying big Mike is not gonna stick to his guns and really come back in, you know, early September and run the football. Yeah. But with what you see with this roster, it doesn't make much sense. I think he's just pressing Dak Prescott's buttons.
1: No, I think it's an interesting point to bring up because when you flesh it all out and you're staring at this running back room, I just don't know how that speaks to what he said. Eventually he will have to turn to number four and say, yeah, we gotta vary this thing up. I'll keep saying it about McCarthy, because we said it about Kellen Moore. It wasn't that, just like with Sark, it wasn't that he was too cute. It's that he wasn't cute enough consistently. I'm worried that Mike McCarthy's offense is going to be clunky, boring, and predictable. And if he tries to go boring and predictable with that running back room, I think it's I think that's crazy. Yeah, I really do. So we'll see. Now this says this text is nice and simple. We've been patient since 1995. Chad, <laughs> fair. Totally fair. And then this one says Deuce should be a chief. Yeah, that would have been definitely a fit that would have made sense. Congrats to Deuce Vaughn, a flex star that now will uh, wear the star on the side of his helmet. How about this one, Zay? We've talked to people about O'Shawn Mathis all the way back to his Maynard days. He was at TCU. He finished up at Nebraska. And now he's going to Hollywood. So the, the Rams take Mathis in the that was sixth round, I believe, for the Rams to take Oshawn Mathis, man, there's so many great examples of how deep a talent pool this is in the NFL. Oshawn Mathis in the sixth round is one of them. That guy getting you get him in the sixth round. I mean, Deuce Vaughn, the kind of talent that he can provide. I know that's a there's a niche there. There's a specific thing to that, but. I think O'Shawn Mathis is a pretty good football player, and for him to still be there in the sixth, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he could do some things. very athletic, and this is a good get for him. I know this is changing his family's lives, and, yeah, going to Hollywood. Whew. Yeah.
1: Everything, be careful. My <laughs> wife works for Maynard ISD for people who don't know, and sometimes she'll show me those little – they're on these group – tweets and texts and stuff like that she works with uh jamal shed's dad we talked about that and she got a tweet from the district about mathis when he got drafted i just love that stuff the communities involved you know and i'm sure they're out there in the cedar ridge area obviously when deuce vaughn got taken they were thrilled but uh the manor folks were pretty excited so if i see some folks in manor in the next couple years rocking rams gear it's going to make sense I'll understand why that's why that's happening. Right. Uh, congrats to those two guys. Also, a couple other local notes. Chad Otutu, the uh, talented D-lineman from Weiss. He got an offer from Navy. And, Zay, one of our favorites, Miles Coleman of Vandegrift. We'll be looking for him this year uh, for his senior year Is in terms of being a receiver. But this is about state in track and field. He's going to state. He was the runner-up in the 6A region long jump. First Viper to do it, according to this tweet. They, uh, the Flex crew retweeted that. Check out FLXATX on your social media, and best of luck. To Miles Coleman. It's a cool young man.
0: Yo, shout out to my guy Elijah Higgins, too. booing alum. Oh, yeah? Getting drafted. Miami Dolphins. Yeah, man. Six, oh, I missed that sixth one. Six rounds. Okay. Thank you.
1: Ninety seventh pick. I was going to mention, if we missed any of the flex guys, please let us know. I had not seen that Elijah got taken. Who, and again, Dolphins, you Dolphins, said? Dolphins, baby. He's going to be hanging out with my guy, A-Chain? Yo, let's get it. How about A-Chain to the Dolphins? That's a fast team. <laughs> can that, team, can that a, team run
0: at all? They could
1: fly. Hey, let me tell you what. You put Tyreek Hill in the slot and A-Chain anywhere and then challenge a defense to cover them both and run them both on a speed route? Yeah. Good luck. And the duck, too. Jalen Waddle, the penguin. Oh, my God. I forgot Waddle's on that team. Yeah, they're okay. scary. Forget it. In training camp, I just want to see a sprint. Can we just have these guys race and for charity and see what happens? Interesting. You brought this up, too, about A-Chain. Do you think we're going to find out in the NFL – that Jimbo Fisher did not use him the right way. Oh, yeah. Hell, that he we, didn't use him enough, I'm, enough the right way. That he didn't use the freaky side of him enough.
0: Does Mag the Stallion got booty? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. We're going to see uh, a chain at his best in the league. Okay. Yeah, Jimbo slipped up. Jimbo slipped up, but that's not a surprise.
1: He is a guy I think you could throw to him out of the backfield if you wanted to. chain can do a lot of different things. And again, I'll say he's not one of those twenty carry a back, twenty carry a game kind of backs to me. But if you know how to use him, he does have that one thing that's impossible to, to to teach. And as long as they can keep keep Tua healthy, keep that part of it figured out, there's speed to burn on that team. All dad forgotten about Waddle. Good grief.
0: Yeah, Raheem Moser, he's fast as hell. The
1: slowest thing on that team is Gasicki. Is he still there as a tight end? I traded him. No, you traded him. Okay. All right. So don't quite have that. (laughs) By the way, also real quick, coming out of the weekend, a guy you and I were interested in where would he end up? I had to look my wife dead in the face and tell her she was getting Darnell Washington. Steal.
0: Third round, right? Third round. What a steal.
1: Zay. 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 Yo, man. I'm sh- Look, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope the guy the Cowboys took, Sco- what's his name, Schoonmaker. I hope Schoonmaker's good. He better be good. This dude better be Jason Witten. He better be great. He sounds like it sounds like a, a shotgun I can buy. You know, my granddad gave me a Schoonmaker when I was eight. The <laughs> best gun I ever owned. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I, you know, I, I've been hopelessly a mark for Washington for a long time. You and I have both been talking about him a while. I thought that was awesome value in the third round. To get him. And the Steelers have not exactly been, they don't always utilize a tight end, but my wife and my father-in-law and that side of the family they crave for that Ben Roethlisberger, Heath Miller time. That was the time where they were really going. And they've had, they I mean, did have good chemistry. Ruffles, they they had great Miller. chemistry. Even, I mean, the Friar Muth situation's been pretty good for them lately. But Washington, he's big, physical. He'll block like hell for him, and he is gonna make some freaky catch. They've already got the kid, the other kid from Georgia, Pickens, making freaky catches on the outside. He's gonna make freaky catches on the inside, and he's gonna make that look like a great pick. The Joey Porter Junior. pick was good. Welcome to another year where I hate how good the Steelers draft is.
0: Yeah, the luxury of Darnell it. you could put him on the outside, send him up one-on-one, and he'll take advantage of that matchup
1: easily. Yeah, he, who are you going to cover him with? <laughs> who you send out there with him? I'll, right?
0: I'll, a big-ass corner and hope for the best. Yeah. Hopefully you have a corner that can match up.
1: Hopefully you have a fast one because Darnell's not slow. No. And he's got great hands. Third round? I what? know! What well, are these GMs seeing? I'm telling you that again. It's that talent pool thing, man. It's so deep. Go, Henry To'o To'o slipped to the fifth. Yeah, Does it, that's this, that's linebacker
0: value, though, dude. That's linebacker
1: value. Yo, you're that's right. All that you're is. right. D'Amico Ryan's came out of this draft with Anderson and To'o To'o. Yeah, everybody realize that. That's awesome. If you're a te- if I was a Texans fan, I'd have a little bit of I'd have a little spark going. I would. I've had I'd have a little excitement right now. So somebody on the text line said
0: Darnell Washington has medical red flags. I did not know that. Now
1: you know what I'm glad that I'm glad they brought that up on the text line. Somebody said that to me too. There's some foot, foot, ankle, leg, something, something going on. Yes, hmm. some kind of medical. So that may be it.
0: A lot of reasons. A
1: lot of reasons I wouldn't be a good GM. I understand. If there's a big medical going on, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that caused him to slip, but that could get you really great value, assuming that the medical ends up all right. So a lot of good draft stuff there. Congrats again. Deuce Vaughn headed to the Cowboys, Oshawn Mathis to the Rams. And Elijah Higgins headed out to Miami. That is good stuff. Flex athletes headed to the NFL. If we missed anybody, please let us know at FLXATX on your social media. Coming up at 2, we'll get back into the NBA stuff. we got games tonight. Golden State getting ready to take on the Lakers. There's a lot of good stuff in the association. Up next, it's Where We At in Society. Zay will let us know on the horn. Oh, this brings back some memories here. All right. So this would be Billy Joel and pressure. Yep. So I'm the right age to where when I saw this video the first time, I didn't know the history of Billy Joel. So I just thought Billy Joel was a weirdo that made strange videos. I didn't understand the the full history of it. He was in a room full of lights. Remember the Michael Jackson Billy Jean video where the squares? He would step on the squares and they yeah, would light yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, imagine that. But it's the whole room, and they're all lit up at the same time, and he's just sitting in a chair like just flailing around the whole time. And every time, every time he says "pressure" right there, the whole room just lights up. It's so bizarre. Uh, Billy Joel, the police, ZZ Top and Eric Clapton getting us started today. I'm still closing, I'm closing, I'm still crossing my fingers that I get to see Billy Joel for the first time. It was supposed to be earlier this year. Somebody got sick in Stevie Nicks band. Still didn't understand why they couldn't just have Billy Joel perform. That's a question for another day. But, uh, they moved it all the way to March of next year. So I'm hoping we still get to see Billy Joel Um, then there's a lot of good tours out there. We talked about the Aerosmith tour that's been announced. Aerosmith and the Black Crows going out to celebrate Aerosmith's last tour, and they are coming to Moody. They're hitting three Texas dates all on weekdays. Go to hornfm.com for more info. Um, I think we're going to have some win-before-you-can-buy situations. Listen to B&E tomorrow. I think they're going to have a path for you maybe to get tickets if you need them. They go on sale on Friday, Zay's going to listen to "Toys in the Attic" this week in honor of that, and I'm listening to a Busta Rhymes record called "The Coming." That's his first album, you said. Yeah, that's his first for Busta. Album. Okay, yeah.
0: 1996. I'm
1: excited about that. I hear Me that too. Hear the name all the time. Everything I've ever heard, I like. And Busta is Atlanta? No, no, New York. Oh, he's a New York guy he's too. A New York guy. Okay, all right, Queens. Queens, New York. All right. Can't wait for that. Uh, that'll be Thursday at 2. We will get into the album swap discussion. Texas baseball. Someone was texting, where's the game? It is over on 1260 and 1019 today since it started at 1 o'clock. And uh, there's five runs in the first inning. Texas started with two of those runs. TCU, unfortunately for Texas fans, answered with three of their own. It's 3-2 to two as they head to the third inning. Tanner Witt did get the start for Texas but they had him on a uh, had him on the pitch count there and um I have not seen have you seen say how many pitches he ended up throwing I have not all right we'll double check that for you uh to figure out uh, what happened there but the the thought is he was going to be in for eh, 10 or 15 here it is 23 23 pitches for uh Tanner Witt today and uh and now he is, I believe. Yeah, he's. He went two thirds. Went two-thirds, 23 pitches, ended up giving up those three runs, so they got yeah. him out. Uh, so 3-2 TCU in the top of the third. All right, we'll get back into some NBA talk. There's a lot going on in the NBA right now. Uh, NFL draft reaction as well, 337-3776 is your Specs text line. Right now, though, let's go where are we at in society and see what Zay wants to talk about.
0: Where are we at in society today?
1: All right, Zay, a lot of good NBA action out there, and there's always good NBA drama, but where are we going today?
0: NFL draft. Thank Ooh. you, CB, for sending me this topic Kay. for where we at today. Only fans model DM'd every single offensive lineman in the draft. What in March to try to see what's really popping? That's right, Allison, which her Twitter account is at American Hussy. Hmm message every NFL draft prospect.
1: I'm all for honesty in advertising. I am. Yep,
0: in Mm. late March. Only one responded, and that was Darnell Wright, who (laughs) ended up on the Bears. Oh, yes. He responded by saying, Stank B., with vomiting emojis.
1: Dang!
0: So he was not having it, which, come on, Darnell, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it yeah, at all. Yeah, that's rudeness. You don't like, need to be rude. She, she's throwing it at you. I get it. She might not be your type. You might be looking for something more. You might be taken. Who knows? Uh-huh. But okay. he didn't have to respond. And yeah, Allison, she said that it was just a joke for her girls in her group
1: chat. And it just turned out. Like this. Okay, have we heard the explanation of why only offensive linemen?
0: Oh, yes, we have. Is that have. just what
1: she's into? She's into big guys? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, when somebody asked why offensive linemen, not skill players, she said burly boys only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. She's into
1: blocking and tackling. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you going to do?
0: Hey, it all starts in between the trenches.
1: People like what they like. If you can't move the line of scrimmage, you can't do anything.
0: Exactly. She knows that. She knows that. Okay. I'm not mad at her.
1: Dude, nah, I don't know that I am either. I mean, you know, that's a – nowadays, you know, getting into somebody's DMs is normal. It's very simple. It's a very normal thing. She's into offensive linemen, and so she just wanted to let him know, hey, what's up?
0: Yeah. See, now what's difficult is she doesn't post her face for, you know, she might have a 9 to 5 and the OnlyFans, that gets in the way of some nine-to-fives that don't agree with oh. what OnlyFans is
1: going on. So, so she's all an OnlyFans and
0: nobody ever sees her face? Yeah, that's an issue. Ew. That's an issue. All you see in it is the body, which ain't bad. Ew. She got her, she, you know, she's doing the thing. She,
1: she definitely has a nice But body.
0: the face goes a long way. You're well, talking about NFL prospects here. You can't have no butter face. No. You know, you can't be hit with a bag of nickels. <laughs> Like, you can't, you can you know what I'm saying? She might be a lovely girl. I bet you she is. But if you're shooting your shot, you're basically catfishing
1: at this point. Well, yeah, but at that point, if you're, if the offensive lineman is interested, now, did she reach out to all of them as if to say she wanted to date them or was she just letting them know the OnlyFans? Just the hey.
0: Just hey. Okay. And then you go click on her profile and you see that she's an OnlyFans model. So
1: she may be just trying to get followers. Trying to get more subscribers. True. Followers is not the right word there. To... That's subscribers. Obviously they're you know, they're paying for that. And then at some point I'm sure if someone asks her about what she looks like, she can she probably has a line for that. Like, You see my body, right? You won't be disappointed. I promise. <laughs> or she's got a clever way to let everybody know that well, you know. But you're right. She's probably just protecting the identity. Yeah, nothing wrong with protecting the
0: identity. I salute her for that. But on the other side, you gotta expect you're not gonna get much feedback. We're in the catfishing era. That dude made yeah. millions off act- of that catfish show. I'm actually impressed. Only one guy
1: responded.
0: Right? Let's well, say, well done, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, we always hear about offensive linemen being the smartest ones on the
1: field. So mm, they probably yeah. know. This is a little sketchy. you know what they thought? As soon as they saw it, I bet the other 31 thought, oh, this is part of that S2 cognition <laughs> test. I'm not falling for this. I'm not falling for this. Delete. <laughs> I know what they're
0: doing. What if that was a part of the draft process? Like, Think about how bad James Harden would have done in the draft process where they just took guys to strip Oof. clubs randomly. To see what happens, try to get them drunk, try to have fun in different see, ways, to see how you really act outside yeah. the field. Now, I know they do that why, by just like asking questions and asking people that are close to them and going and talking to their fifth grade teacher and stuff like that. Like they dig deep, all of these, you know, pro organizations, NFL, MLB, yeah. NBA.
1: But that'd be cold blooded if they be did
0: cold-blooded. that. Cold yes. blooded. Like I'm taking anybody. We're going on vacation for about a week, Cancun, and just having women show up, knocking on the door randomly, the most beautiful women in the world, just to see what happens. And then those women reporting back, like, how are you treated? Were you treated with respect? Yeah. I think
1: the word for that is entrapment. I think that's what they call that. I think it's called. It. NFL entrapment. Uh, no, yeah, they, get, they get in, trouble. They good
0: get in on, trouble.
1: Good on these offensive linemen for not react. They stayed focused. They stayed focused around draft time, except for one. And you know what? Hey, he's and and he he was a little rude in his response. That, yeah, that's foul, Darnell. That's cold. But at least he showed he wasn't focused on that. wasn't trying to you know trying to get a date. But then again, she wasn't necessarily trying to get a date. She was just saying, hey. I mean, you got to watch them gold diggers. You never know. Ooh, man. Yeah. Well, and also, in this case, she may not be gold digging for a boyfriend. Again, gold digging for subscribers, people that have money that are willing to spend it to look at her. These are men who are about to travel a whole lot. They have a lot of money, and they might want to look at, you know, naked things. Yeah. While they're traveling a lot. And it's safe. With their money. It's safe. Yeah. I don't think that's the silliest idea I've ever heard in terms of an OnlyFans idea. If it was just a joke with her friends, yeah, but okay. Why don't you send her friends might tell her, now you should have sent more. Why'd you receive it to 32? I love me some
0: OnlyFans. Some of y'all women, y'all need to know y'all's worth. Some of y'all charging a little bit too much. You know, I see y'all. Y'all ain't worth that twenty-five a month.
1: Yeah, you... You know, they
0: ain't worth that 25 month. Put them
1: prices down a little bit. That's the kind of thing I don't know that I would be admitting on the air. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. don't know.
0: I'm just saying.
1: don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other world. Whole other world out there. Shout out to all of you OnlyFans folks, especially the ones that do have a normal 9-to-5 job, and you got OnlyFans on the side, and somehow you're keeping the identity, like Batman or Wonder Woman or whatever. Good for you.
0: <laughs> Yo, if Wonder Woman had OnlyFans, Gale
1: whatever. Gal Gadot. It, woo! Birthday man. girl. Was it yesterday? 38 yesterday.
0: Mm. She's unbelievable. I just commit a crime to see if she comes save me.
1: Do my ass. Whatever. D- dude, I sat there and watched that second Wonder Woman movie. It was not fantastic. I'm going to tell you, I've never watched it again. I haven't watched it a second time. Her good looks got me through. It pulled me through, man. Like Wonder
0: Woman 1984, whatever Ooh, it was that, called. That was bad. Yeah.
1: The first one was excellent. first one was really good. That first Wonder Woman movie. The 1984 one fell apart in a lot of ways. But she did not. Yeah. She's incredible. All right. um, We'll give her some love later in the show since it was her birthday yesterday. Up next, though, let's get into some NBA. Talk about what's going on there. NFL draft reaction continues, including the Cowboys taking DeMarvion Overshone in the third round. Of course, Bijan headed to Atlanta, and a local product, Deuce Vaughn. Cowboys picked him up in the sixth round. We've discussed all that and more. Stay with us. We'll get you an update on Texas baseball as well. This is The Horn.